Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this is scary stuff. Who remembers Jaws? Who remembers how scary that was? And it was scary. I still watch it every once in a while and get all scared. Now, that was just a movie, but it was scary. And yesterday's vote for the people of the UK to leave the Eurozone is real scary. Serious scary stuff. So I have a feeling there's going to be some callers who want to talk about that and what should they do. As I was interviewed earlier with Jim Gagliardi here on WGY and Time Warner Cable News, you know, the question that comes up is, all right, what should investors do now? I said, it's too late. If they didn't sell out on Thursday, it's too late to do anything other than sit back and let this play out. Because as horrific as the markets were on Friday, I thought they might be a lot worse. The U.S. stock market was down 3.5%, NASDAQ 4%. Depending on how you measure the Eurozone, somewhere around 9 to 11%. Thank God most portfolios are just exposed to Europe in a small way. Our portfolios, our growth portfolio, our most aggressive portfolio is 9% or less. So so for that small piece of the portfolio, it was an ugly, ugly piece of the day on Friday. So what happened? What is the Eurozone? Why does this matter? Well, the U.K. is the fifth largest economy in the world. Yeah, the United States had about $19 trillion. China, somewhere around $11 trillion. Japan, somewhere around 4 Germany and Great Britain, all almost neck to neck at somewhere around $3 trillion. So that's a factor in itself. The Eurozone as a whole is the largest economy if you look at the Eurozone, 28 countries as one. The largest economy. So that's one reason why this matters. The other reason is we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how long this will take. Now, you have to remember, the Eurozone was created after World War II. Basically, these 28 countries came together so they would be unified to have trading agreements and 19 of the 28 countries finally formed their own currency known as the euro, although the U.K. kept their currency being the pound. And for the people of the U.K. to leave, you know, it's funny because one, one news report I saw, a spike. You know how Google measures everything that goes on? There was a spike of people 
in the UK after the vote that were Googling EU. They had no idea what the Eurozone actually was, but they voted because they were so upset. Almost similar to what's going on in this country right now. I'm telling you, it doesn't always make sense. I'm not sure the people of the UK will look back and think that this was a good vote, but they expressed their frustration, their anger, and they voted to lead the Eurozone. The majority of the people, almost 17 million, voted to leave, 16 million to leave. The vote was somewhere around 52% to leave, 48% to stay. So almost, you know, split down the middle, but just enough to push it through because they're so upset. They're upset about being dictated to by the Eurozone based out of Brussels. Obviously, Germany has a big say in the Eurozone. France, with all of the refugees coming, there's no borders in the Eurozone. They were frustrated with all of these new immigrants coming into their country. So with all of that frustration, with all of that anger, with all of that just built up negative feelings on the status quo, they basically made a statement that they wanted a change. And the markets were spooked. I was up in the middle of the night tracking it Thursday night. The vote came out at 2 a.m. The Dow looked to be down over 700 points. It opened up down 500, finished the day down 600, trading somewhere between 4 and 600 during the day. And it wasn't pretty, but it wasn't bad. And I'm not saying that because... You know, I'm just saying that. To be down 3.5% after such a major upheaval in the world status quo, I hate to use that word, but that's what it is. Now, the UK has to decide when will they leave. Probably better for them to leave sooner than later. Because there's just too many unanswered questions. As long as they're leaving, let them go. It may take up to two years. We won't feel the ramifications of this for years to come. This will be history in the making. 10, 20, 30 years, you'll look back and you'll say, remember when the UK left the Eurozone? And this is what played out. Right now, nobody knows what's going to happen. The UK is not going away, folks. They're not retiring from the world. They're not removing themselves from, from, you know, selling goods and services. And remember, a lot of their economy is exports. And with the pound and the sterling being pounded, no pun intended, guess what? It may actually help them. So they're not going away. They were just fed up with being part of the Eurozone. 
Now, for those of you that own international investments, for instance, we own the Eurozone, the good and the bad, and I sent an email immediately, immediately, when the markets closed to every client. We have up on our website, our blog, which you know I talk about often because every week we update it. If you go to our website, Boucher.com, go to Insights and Perspective. Frank Fazio, our new portfolio strategist, actually did a great piece on Brexit and what does it mean. So you can go there and, and get some information. So in addition to talking about that, I gave my feelings on what I see. And the good and the bad. A week ago Wednesday through Thursday's market close, the Eurozone was actually up about 10%. Yesterday lost about 11%. So over the last week and a half, we gave up like a percent. The S&P for the week was off 1.6%. So with all of that carnage, it was really, when, when, when you think about it, not all that bad, depending on how you look at it, and, and, and that's the key. You know, Monday the, the Dow was up 130 points, Tuesday up 25 points, Wednesday we gave back 49 points, Thursday was a great day, up 230 points. Why? Because people thought that the bookies were right, the polls were wrong. We talked about it last week. Who was right? The bookies or the polls? I really thought the people would have stayed in the in the um, Eurozone. I thought they would have voted to stay. I never thought that they would make such a bold statement like this. Because they don't know what's going to happen. Their life is, is going to be changed as well. And it may not be for the better, but they're going to feel independent. Then you have our presidential candidate, Donald Trump, trumping, no pun intended, the fact that this is what the people want. This is what they should get. They want out, they're out. And think about his rise in the Republican Party. 17 Republican candidates, a dozen of them, very qualified. In any given presidential election, we would have taken any one of them as our candidate. And the last man standing is one that never held office before in his life. Not always politically correct, but people want that. They're so angered and frustrated and upset. On the Democratic side, who would have ever thought Bernie Sanders would give Hillary Clinton a run for her money? She was running for her life. Why? Because Bernie Sanders reached a population in this country that was sick and tired of what they were hearing. Which makes me think that between now and the presidential election in this country, it may be crazy. We may have an uprising that we've never seen before. We may have more people coming out to vote because they're frustrated, angered, and upset like the people in the UK. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what the outcome will be. But that's what we dealt with on Friday. And as I said to Jim Gagliardi when, when he did an interview with me earlier this morning, that having the weekend in between Friday's sloppiness 
and downward spiral in some markets before the market opens up on Monday will allow investors around the world to digest, to think, to look at it logically. So the weekend, it was good the vote was on a Friday. Now, we may open up as volatile on Monday. I don't know. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll be watching the market Sunday night. Tokyo will, will open up. China. Then we'll go into the euro zone and, and see how those markets fare. And, you know, as, as, as we get closer to 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, see how the markets open up and see how the futures are. I'll be tracking it. In this business... You never know at all. Believe me, you never know what's coming. And right now we're in uncharted waters again. But I'm not worried, and neither should you. So I'm going to stop there. I'm going to give out our phone numbers. Before I do that, let me thank you for for tuning in, taking time out of your day, this beautiful, beautiful day, beautiful in upstate New York. Once again, I feel like a broken record. Some parts of the country... Oh, my God, Mother Nature can be so mean, so cruel, so miserable. Mother Nature isn't always nice, and she's really not being nice to some parts of the country, and, and all of our hearts just break for for the havoc and the chaos that some people are going through. So when you, when you look outside and you see this beautiful weather, remember, not everybody's experiencing this beautiful weather. But I take... The opportunity to say thank you for for tuning in. Our phone numbers, any questions you have, before you do something crazy on Monday, call. Call me. Let me give you my opinion. 1-800-TALK-WGY. That's 1-800-825-5949. Star WGY. That's star 949. I'm going to take a 15-second break, folks. The phone lines are open. Give me a call. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for letting me wet my whistle. 1-800-TALK. WGY. That's 1-800-825-5949. Star WGY. That's star 949. The phone lines are open. We just had a glitch. One of the callers got dropped. Give us a call back. Something happened there. We're not sure what happened. I apologize. Um, so, you know, I spent the first part of the show talking about yesterday and how ugly it was. Now, the good and the bad of it. Remember, I've said more times than not on this show, volatility creates opportunity. We've been holding a lot of cash for clients that have come in in the last several months that we have not invested. We've kind of been dollar cost averaging, slowly looking for opportunities. Yesterday was an opportunity to invest that cash. We called those clients and we said, listen, we're not sure if the volatility is over, but it's a good entry point to put the cash to work. That's how you have to think as well. 1-800-TALK-WGY, star WGY, that's star 949. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Victor in Albany. Hello, Victor. 
Hi, sir. How are you? Thank uh, you for having me. Thanks for calling. What can um, I help you with? Yes, sir. Um, I have a question. Um, I don't have family, and I don't have any close friends, but I have one adult son who's disabled. And uh, I like to know that over the years, you know, I established my retirement plan, my savings, my life insurance. I don't really have anyone, you know, in the capacity of an executor, um, you know, when my time comes. Um, can you give me any suggestions on what I could do with everything that I own and all my assets? I mean, who would I go to to, uh, you know, distribute, you know, my accumulated wealth over the years um, to my child? Absolutely, Victor, and my heart goes out to you. Everybody Thank thinks you. they have a perfect family, and then, you know, as you very well know, not all families are, are perfect. So what you should do, Victor, is you should be careful. I have two brothers that I've been guarding for for 40 years. My parents died prematurely young, 31 and 49. I have two brothers with special needs that I've been guarding for for, for decades, and they're special people in so many ways. But when it comes to leaving money, what you need to do is have an attorney draw up a special needs trust to make yes. sure that your 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 son is taken care of as best as possible. Um, not having any other family members or or friends, depending on you know how old your 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 son is and life expectancy, you probably should have some provisions. And this is where an attorney can help you. Not only can you set up a special needs trust, but maybe you want to help out, you know, a, a, a special not-for-profit that, that you're, 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 you know, comfortable with. Maybe um, maybe an agency that's helping your son. I'm, I'm not sure of the particulars, but I'm just going to plant some seeds with you. Sure. Bottom, bottom line, it'll cost you a few dollars to get the trust made up, but being what you're explaining to me you definitely should do that. You shouldn't just leave the money outright as to your son as 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 him being your your beneficiary. You really should yeah. give it some thought. Yeah, so yeah, that sir. that's what I would recommend. That's what I was a little bit concerned with. So didn't you recommend to see an um a trust attorney and draw up everything. And the trust attorney, would he ask as my executor to make sure that, um, you know, my proceeds he, would go to my child? He or she could. And if you call okay, my great. office next week, we'll give you a short list of attorneys that specialize in this area. You don't want your real estate attorney drawing up a special needs trust if he or she doesn't understand it. So if you right. if you don't have anybody, Victor, feel free to call my client concierge, Angie Gavin, will will help provide you with a couple names that should yes, help sir. get you started. But, you know, it's good that you're thinking about this now. And as I said, my, my heart breaks for you because I can only imagine some of the decisions you have to make. But once you yes. make them, it'll, it, it'll be good, and it'll be good for, for, for you and your son and everybody. Okay, that sounds good. Um, now, Boucher, sir, you're in the telephone book. Is that correct? Or Absolutely. Uh, if you're comfortable with the Internet, just go to the website, Boucher.com. We have offices okay. in Troy and Saratoga Springs. Oh, Saratoga Springs. That's close enough. Yep. Well, thank you so much for your advice. I appreciate it. And Perfect. I'll look you up. Perfect, Victor. You take care, okay? Thank you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, not everybody has that um, as good as others, folks. And, you know, it's something that... that that you know, sometimes we take our life and our lifestyle for granted, and then you you realize there's people out there that don't have it as as good. So think about what I said earlier. 
The people in the UK, if they're Googling what the EU is after making such a bold statement with their voting to leave, a little late, isn't it? Can you imagine if that's true? If a lot of people voted to leave and they never even understood what the Eurozone did for them or what it meant for them and their country? I mean, I'm telling you, economists all around the world are just stunned by this vote. One of the reasons why the markets were down, and and they were down 3.5%. It's not like Black Monday, October 19, 1987, down 23%. They were down 3.5%. 600 points sounds like a lot, but it's not a lot, folks. When you, when you look at a, at a market level, the Dow at, at you know, it was almost just over 18,000. 600 points isn't a lot. It's not like the Dow was 6,000 and 600 points would, would really be a lot. But remember, Black Monday, 1987, down 23% one day. So we were down 3.5%. But we don't like volatility. And and this year is the year where investors really, it's a good year for them to do a gut check on just how comfortable they are with risk. You know, January till now, I mean, I remember talking last week without this week in the equation. Investors really got, you know, uh, a, a pretty good feeling for risk. You know, the S&P, New Year's Day, geez. You know, China, economy's off. Fed raised interest rates in December. Oil, down. And, you know, the S&P was down 11% in the first five weeks of the year. Then it was up 14%. Then it was down 3%. Then it was up 2%. And here we are, year to day, we're down one and a half, one 1.6%. We're down after, after, um... The markets were blindsided yesterday, down, down one and a half, one point six percent year to date. So, so it's not, you know, when, when you think about it like that. And I'm not saying it, it, it was pretty yesterday. It was ugly. It felt terrible. We get paid to manage money. We do this for a living, and professionally speaking, you know, we don't panic. We never panic. We don't get paid to panic. We don't want our clients panicking either, which is why I reached out to them at 4 o'clock last night. Because I don't want them panicking. I want them to know we're watching this closely, monitoring it. We may sell if we see a little rebound in our Eurozone holdings. As much as it, it's a great value with good dividends at these levels, I'm not so sure the worst is over for the Eurozone. Remember, I mean, I, I was over there in five countries, Hungary, Austria, Slovakia, Germany, the Czech Republic back in October, and I saw the refugees coming in, and I knew the financial impact that it was going to have and how their economies were, were so out, right on the border of another recession. In Germany, we're sitting here now with negative interest rates. It's... It's, um, I'm not so sure there was a day when the correlation wasn't as great when if you owned U.S. stocks, you would balance it out by owning 
European or developed international stocks. Well, those days are, are, are behind us, and I'm going to talk about more about this on the other side of the news. But we are going to take a quick break for the news. 1-800-TALK-WGY-STAR-WGY. Thank you, Tomer. That's an interesting song. What is it, man? Huh? Help us out. The big money. Oh, the big money. I should know that. Well, there we go. That that I'm familiar with. Perfect, Homer. Hello, everybody. Thank you for hanging in through the news, staying with us. And if you're just tuning in, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate everybody taking time out of their day. We spent the first half of the show mostly talking about Brexit because it's what everybody's talking about. It's what the world is thinking and feeling and and um, crying over. But it's not the end of the world, folks. Let me say this as best I can. The stock market has overcome. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country community safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Um, every obstacle it's ever had come its way. World wars, presidential assassinations, oil embargoes, this bubble, that bubble, great recessions, you name it. The stock market has always overcome it Rallied, made new highs. Overcome it, rallied, made new highs. The same will happen again. It's not the end of the world. The U.K. unfortunately voted to leave the Eurozone. I'm not so sure the people of the U.K. realize the ramifications, but they will. Too late, their problem. Our problem, too, because we have to live with it. But we're not sure what we're living with. And that's why this will be another experience in your investing career. But don't panic. Don't sell out of stocks because of it. It's not going to be pretty next week, maybe for the next few weeks, but we'll get beyond this. And the United States looks to be a pretty good place to be invested. And we may be selling our international holdings and just staying put in the United States. We're not going to go to cash. Absolutely not. We're not going to market time. If we get out of Europe, we're getting out of Europe at a low point. We're getting into the United States at a low point, but we'll feel more comfortable riding it up with the United States and not worrying about whether Spain or Scotland or Italy or some other country will drop out of the Eurozone and we go through this again because it could happen. The U.K. set a precedent that other countries that may be sick and tired of of living by the dictatorship of some of the most powerful countries. Look at the southern part of the eurozone. I, you know, countries like Greece and other countries that don't that don't want to obey 
by the mutual rules and guidelines that they all agreed to. They don't want any austerity measures. They don't want to do what they're supposed to do in order to survive financially because countries like Germany and France will carry the bulk of it. They're tired of it. The UK, the people are tired of it. They voted their heart and their feeling by leaving the Eurozone. Difference of opinions with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton on the matter. But all I can think of is what worries me is what's the underlying feeling of this country? Because there's a lot of people that are tired of it too. The frustrations, the anger. That's why Bernie Sanders did as well as he did against Hillary. And this is why Donald Trump was the last man standing. It's crazy. It's crazy. So the other thing that, that happened yesterday, <laughs> not that we need any any bad news, but May's durable goods data, disappointing, fell 2.2% durable good orders. Durable goods are things that are going to last a long time. Think about it. Um, fell more than, than economists were predicting. And when 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 you couple that with with um, Brexit, guess what? Interest rates are probably going to stay where they're at. Now, that could be good for the stock market because low interest rates have helped fuel this beautiful rally we've we've experienced for eight years. I mean, for those that have been invested, they've made some serious money even though last year wasn't that good and this year hasn't been that good. They've, you know, investors, long-term investors have made some serious money, really serious money. Um, interest rates will probably stay where they're at. Just based on the economy, they they probably should. I don't think Janet Yellen has a, a, a platform to even hint that interest rates might go up, not with what happened on Friday. So the good news is low interest rates will be good for the stock market. The bad news is people that rely on interest to live on, their savings, unfortunately, they have to start thinking about alternative ways. They have to probably take on some risk in order to get any type of return because with interest rates near zero and getting you know, a tenth of a percent on interest on your savings just just doesn't cut it. Remember, if inflation is one and a half percent and you're getting a tenth of a percent, you're losing 1.4 percent. Your real return is negative, not negative interest rates like Germany. That's where basically people put their money in the bank and they're paying the bank to put their money in the bank. The bank's not paying them. They're paying the bank. That's what negative interest rates are. Our real return is negative. That means the interest you're getting in the bank is not enough to cover inflation. So when you take inflation into into um, the the equation, you really have a negative real return. So savers are are not going to not at all be rewarded. And this is when investors have to start thinking about. 
what do they do? You know, you're not going to lock up your money in a 10-year treasury note earning 1.5%. That's the recent yield. It was as low as in the 1.4s on Friday, but about 1.5, you're, you're, you're definitely not going to lock up your money for 10 years, or you shouldn't, unless you're going to be happy with 1.5. But we don't know when interest rates are going up. It could be well into next year. So if you're looking to buy a home, mortgage rates are great, 3 to 4%, depending on whether you're looking at a 15- or a 30-year mortgage. Business owners, great time to borrow money to reinvest in their business. But savers, unfortunately, nothing. 1-800-TALK-WGY, star WGY. That's star 949. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Dan and Troy. Hello, Dan. Steve, I've got a quick question for you. Um, on your uh, income uh, strategy, you have 40% bonds and 60% in equities. Wouldn't it be um, a good strategy, like when this Brexit happened and the, and the stock market dropped uh, so drastically to take as long as you have the blessing of the customers to take the 40 percent that you have in bonds because usually bonds are higher when the when the equities are low and vice versa but take the high point of the bonds and buy the equities when they're low and then when the market rises back up which eventually it will then go back into the same position of the 40 60 percent i love your strategy dan i love your thinking we do that to a degree, but remember, our 60-40 growth in income strategy is 60% stocks is our target. We're allowed to drift up to 70%. We're allowed to drift down as well. Our 40% is not all bonds. It's bonds, alternative investments, and cash. And our bonds have done very well year-to-date. Our, we've really nailed it with our fixed income holdings. But we promised our clients that are in that strategy that we would try to stay near the target of 60-40. So if we were to take the entire 40% and invest it in the stock market, it really wouldn't be what we promised our clients. We, we have an agreement with our clients where when they engage our services, we promise we're going to stay within a range. Now, that doesn't mean we won't increase the equity weighting. We're actually, we, we, we analyzed this all day on Friday. We wanted to wait and let the dust settle over the weekend, see what happens on Monday. So our target allows us to go up to 70%, and we might do that because mm-hmm. I've said forever and ever and ever on this show, volatility is a beautiful thing if you look at it in the right manner. We don't get afraid of volatility, nor should investors, but they do. They freak out. Volatility is a beautiful thing to take cash or, as you're explaining, take some safe investments and put it into some risk-based investments like stocks. It's a beautiful thing, volatility. So that's why we can't do the entire 40%, but we may do up to 10%. And as I said, we're we're waiting till the dust settles. We may do that on Monday. Well, I just thought as long as you had the agreement of the customer, um, it would be a good way because you're – you're reacting to the marketplace. You're not speculating of what's going to happen. It's already happened, and you're taking advantage of it. Right. Yeah, but as I said, um, we, we do have discretion from our clients. Our discre- uh, Let me start over. Our clients do give us discretion, but based on their tolerance for risk. So I couldn't take a growth in income and make it a growth portfolio because I promised them I would stay within that range, that target. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the agreement. No, I mean, anybody listening, if you have tolerance for risk, what Dan is saying is right on. Dan, you are right on. I mean, if I didn't have that agreement with my clients, I'd have no problem. I'm not afraid of risk. I'm one of those money managers that risk doesn't bother me long term. Well, I'll tell you what happened with me. I have a TSP account, Mm -hmm. and I actually called Brexit correctly. I I thought that they were going to withdraw. And so I positioned myself. I put myself into um, most of the money, well, at least better than half, and moved into the fixed. And I was going to go back in and buy in the equity portion. But unfortunately, they have a restriction that you can only trade twice in a month. You can only do an internal transfer twice in a month. And I was on my third one, and I wasn't allowed to do it, so I lost it. My thinking was good, but my hit didn't work out. Yeah, well, your thinking was good. Your plan just didn't allow it. Right. Yeah, oh, that, 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 yeah. I mean, you would have, you would have looked like a hero. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Enjoy your show. Hey, Dan, I appreciate you calling in and your comments. And as I said, your 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 thinking for people that are willing to take risk is is right on. So, good for you. One eight hundred talk WGY star WGY. That's star nine four nine. What Dan's saying, folks, is and and believe me, I'm not afraid of risk. I I I spend more time talking with my clients. You know, the market was down Friday. I, I sent my clients, emailed, we, we have like 82% of our clients that I can reach by email immediately, and I did. Right when the market closed on Friday, I, I reached out to all of them. That's My clients need me more on days like Friday because when we're making money for our clients, you know, they don't really care if they hear from me. But days like Friday, it's comforting to them to know that I'm there with them. And remember, 100% of my and my family's money is invested just like my clients. I would not have it any other way. I'm invested. I own the exact same holdings that my clients own. So risk is, is long-term. Stocks on average go from peak to trough 14% swing, top to bottom, in any given calendar year. Over the last 36 years, 27 of those 36 years, positive returns. I've given the statistics that if you look at stocks and or bonds in any one given year, you could lose money, you can make money. Over 5, 10, and 20 years, it kind of balances out. And stocks over 5, 10, and 20 years is not a scary place to be. But over a five-minute cycle, and unfortunately, some investors look at their holdings all day long. I always say they should be giving their employer a good day's work, not looking at their their investment account at work on on their employer's time but that's a whole nother thing the um you know the 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 long and short of it is stocks over time is not a scary place it's a great place to be it's a it's been the strongest most profitable asset class out of all Take all asset classes, stocks, bonds, commodities, cash, real estate. Stocks by far, hands down, has been the best performing asset class over time. And the stock market is not, I don't think we're going into another great recession like we suffered through October 2007 through 
March of 2009. I do not think we're going into that. I think there's a lot of uncertainty. I think you need to hold on to the seat of your pants because the volatility is not over. But we'll get beyond this. It's just, it seems like this year we keep saying we'll get beyond it. This, even though we knew the vote was coming, we never expected the outcome of the vote. Never in a million years would we think the people of the U.K. would be so, let's say, short-sighted to not really think out the ramifications of what that vote means to them. Because if they stayed, David Cameron already made agreements with the Eurozone where the U.K. was actually going to be better than they were before, if they stayed. And now you even have countries like Germany wanting the U.K. to be a strategic partner. As I said, the U.K. may have voted themselves out of the Eurozone, but they're not going away, folks. It's not like they're they're detaching themselves from the rest of the world and all of a sudden the UK disappeared. They're 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 just not living under the auspices of the Eurozone. They're not gonna work hard and have a thriving economy when some countries in the Eurozone could care less about working hard. And that's the long and short of it. They want control over their destination. And that's why the people of the UK voted the Eurozone out. 1-800-TALK-WGY, star WGY. That's star 949. Give us a call. The phone lines are open. So, you know, the Dow yesterday off. 610 points, 3.4%, closing at 17,400. The S&P fell 76 points, 3.6% to close at 2,038. Um, Bank stocks got clobbered. Why? Because it looks as though the Fed will not be raising interest rates, and bank stocks would thrive when interest rates go up. I feel bad. We're overweight financials, but I know I'll be patient. We'll be paid back in full. Remember, the stock market can't go anywhere without financials taking part in in a rally. So um, they were the biggest losers Friday all around the world, financial stocks. So if you owned any financial stocks, believe me, <laughs> if you're looking to buy financial stocks, now would be a great time to buy financial stocks. Um, you know, we, we, we haven't seen volatility like this in quite some time. The, the Europe 600 index was off 7%. It's its biggest, steepest drop since 2008 when we were going through the Great Recession. The Nikkei averaged down 8% yesterday. A lot of investors rushed to gold, which was up yesterday. Um, biggest biggest rise. I, I I don't own any gold. This would, would have been the, the day I would have liked to have owned it, but um, I think you'll see gold kind of one, once things get... Once investors realize that that the UK leaving the eurozone isn't the end of the world, gold will come down. So I'm not I'm not looking to buy gold right now, and I don't think anybody should be looking to invest a lot of money in gold with the current run up. We're up over thirteen hundred dollars an ounce. We haven't been there in quite some time, so be careful if if, if you're out there. Um, you know the currencies were just in a in a state of flux, so the 
the every currency was 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 hit hard. If you want to take a trip to one of Trump's um, golf courses in Scotland, now is a good time to do that. Your 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 money will go a long way with with a lot of these currencies being hurt like like they were. You don't want to be investing money in a ten year German bond, though. As I said earlier in the show, negative one point. I'm sorry, negative point one seven percent. So you can invest in a ten year German bond, and for ten years you'll be paying the bank negative point one seven percent. That doesn't feel good. Our U.S. Treasury was down to almost one point four zero percent. Finished at one point five seven percent. Remember, yields fall as as prices rise. Gold climbed almost five percent yesterday to close at thirteen twenty an ounce. Oil dropped five percent to close at forty seven sixty four a barrel. So there you have it. You have some asset classes that were up, some asset classes that are down. You'll have a lot of lot of action on on Monday morning when the markets open. As I said. It'll be interesting to see what happens overseas. I'll be tracking it Sunday night. It'll be a late night Sunday night, and in the middle of the night, I'm I'm really curious to see what's going to happen. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that cooler heads prevail here. I'm hoping that investors kind of look at at this in a logical manner and, and and rational with their with their investment decisions. I don't think right now, as I as I said this morning on Time Warner Cable News when I was in- interviewed, they said, well, what should investors do? I mean, how, how can they profit from that? I said they should have, you know, they can't do anything now. They should have sold all their stock investments on Thursday night. Jeff Gumlock, our number one bond holding, the double-line total return fund, sold all of his European investments Thursday night. Looked like a hero. And that's one of the reasons why he's our number one fixed income manager is because he really, I, I balance out our portfolios with, with different ways of thinking. And Jeff Gunlock brings something to the table that no other manager brings. And I like that. He hit this right on the head. He got out of everything. So once again, as I said to to the earlier caller, our fixed income holdings have held up really good this year. I mean, we've made some good money on our on our bond holdings. We we pay a lot of attention to it. We just had one of our bond money managers in our office on Thursday came in from San Francisco, and we 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 do our due diligence with our money managers often. Really, we pay attention to our our portfolios. I know everything in the portfolio. I know the managers that that we use. We had our our Zio Capital money manager in on Thursday came in to see us special because we do so much business and they know we're our style of wealth management is we won't just invest in something to invest in it unless we truly understand it and we feel comfortable with it. So we're constantly doing due diligence and our managers come to them or come to us, or we'll go to them sometimes, but we're always, always paying attention. I tell every client, week in, week out, we look at every holding that our clients own every week. 
There's not a week that goes by that we don't talk about every holding that our clients own. And that's important. Our clients feel rest assured that they're in good hands because that's what we get paid to do. We pay attention to our our wealth management. We do our due diligence. We have a methodology that's pretty good, platforms that allow us to do more than less, and that's important. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Tom Holding. Hello, Tom. How are you? Good, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Good, thanks. Quick question. What sector do you think will recover the quickest? Hmm. Let's see. Now, I don't have a crystal ball in front of me, but I understand. If, if, I were to, if I were to bet anything, I would bet financials will will recover because they got hit the hardest and usually the ones that get hit the hardest recover the best and when you look at some of these great financial stocks i mean they're the 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 yields on them are are just great right now when 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 you when you think even without an increase in the interest rate yeah yeah because their their price got beat up so much i mean jp morgan chase is a great financial institution paying a 3.22% dividend yield it's down almost 10% year to date you have a you have other um, american express down 14% year to date goldman sachs down 21% year to date so if you were to ask me which sector will probably rebound the best, it'll probably be financials. Tom, great question. Folks, we're coming to an end. I can't believe it. Stay with us. Um, let's hope for a good week this week. Come back next week. And if you have any questions, go to our website, Boucher.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.